Welcome to the Triple M's Dead Set Legends podcast for Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. And it's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. A legendary... Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lachnan, Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Oh, it sure is. And for the last time this year, it's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. And we are going out with a bang today. Britt Taylor to join us to talk racing from Channel 10. Ruby Slicer from the Collingwood Footy Club will talk AFLW. Peter Hooley to talk basketball. Limo's top five. We've got our Dead Set Legends of the year. We are absolutely stacked. I'm Jack Heverin in the chair for Kath Lockton. Uh, I look across my screen here because I'm in Perth this morning. And Jay-Z Clark, you look chipper. You look fresh. I'm happy. I had a quiet one last night, Jack. Jing this morning. Morning, and I just can't wait to have a great show with you guys for the last time of this year. But I look across at me. And yeah, what's going on? The 287 game, a two-time All-Australian St Kilda Hall of Famer <laughs> has had a big one last <laughs> night because it's his 40th birthday. <laughs> and this is how tough he is, Jack. People have said he's an outside player, he's a wingman. I didn't buy it. He was great in the contested ball. He had a big night last night, and today he has backed that up like he's done every day, every weekend for the past six years. So to Joey, my good mate, happy birthday, my friend, and well done on being here. <laughs> I think maybe two hours sleep. It could be three. I'm not sure, but it's not many. How are uh, you, buddy? Good morning, Jack. Good morning, Jay-Z. Nice to be here. Yes, had my 40th birthday last night. So, you know, I'm just a professional. I just rock up. I come to work. <laughs> I've, sort of, I've had enough sleep that I'm not still drunk, but I haven't had enough yet where I'm hungover. So I'm in between, but I'm happy to be here oh, yes. and uh, looking forward to the final show of the year. So fill us in. What happened? Just had a little uh, little bash last night with friends and family uh, in Albert Park. I uh, had about, well, I don't even know how many came, 80 or 90 people. Wow. Good night. Good fun. A lot yep. of footy boys. A lot of, I've got a lot of schoolmates still from, from the Marsland days and uh, a few other family and friends. So we had a nice night. It's good to get everyone in the same room. Yes. Jay-Z, you would know this. Yes. So would you, Jack. As you get a bit older and we get into our 40s and we've got young families, it's hard to get the partners and all the boys together to sort of in one room to, to have a good night. So... Uh, it was an expensive night for me to do that for everybody, but that's okay. They all had a good night, and uh, I'm glad we did it. There is a Joey's put up a GoFundMe page to discover his birthday bash last night when you have dinner at the Stoke House for 90 people. Oh boy, wow, we and then kicked on at the SB. You would have seen him up on the dance floor at the SB last night, but we love you, Joey. You've had a fantastic year. You've done you worked so hard throughout the footy season. Nice for you to be able to kick up your heels. No, my thank friend. you very much. Hey, just quickly, Jack, we love having you on, Jack, but I'm disappointed yeah. Kath Lockton's not here today. Why? Because oh, the, oh no. the mushroom yes. story, that fascinated oh. Kath. <laughs> yes. Jack, all yes. year, Kath was yep. on the whole – she wanted to talk about it every show, the yes. mushroom lady. Finally, she's been charged yes. and been arrested. Yes. Well, it's a punting – today's the big racing day. It was a dollar one. Dollar one saluted. <laughs> the in-laws poisoned them. I, I don't want to get myself in trouble. <laughs> yeah, just be careful. I'll be careful. No, today's the day, Joe. be careful. Well, but she's been, she finally has been arrested, and Kath Lockton was fascinated by this story. So Allegedly. Up, alleged, allegedly. Good leader, I think. Alleged, well, she's been arrested. That's not allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. she's been, she has been arrested. Yeah. Um, but Kath Lockton was fascinated by this story, so yeah. shame she's not here to talk well, about it today. did have a text message conversation about it yesterday, <laughs> the contents of which we... We can't repeat no, that. <laughs> I mean, when you have a couple of cracks at poisoning people, it's probably a little bit unsurprising that you get charged in the end. But uh, yes. look out for the mushrooms, uh, people. It's fair to say, hey, do you know what? Today is Derby Day, massive day. I've got it in my top five days of the year. 
Oh. I think it's F, F1 race day is now the best day in Melbourne for me. Number You're a one. Formula One man. So you've got yes. that number one. I reckon the that's the best sky- day in Mark, Victoria. Love it. It is skyrocketed. Everyone's got right around it. Grand final day, number two for me. Yep. Hard to beat AFL grand final day. Number three, Derby day. I feel like today's the third best day of the year in Melbourne. Fourth, uh, Boxing Day. Hard to miss the mm-hmm. cricket. Mm-hmm. And still coming round to number five, but maybe I've got to put the Australian Open in there. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. A yep. tennis? Yep. Yeah. yeah. You go with your mates. Yep. You know, and have a big day of tennis, maybe a little corporate of, suite of those, or f- Of those five that you listed, Jay-Z, yep. how many of those are you viewing behind some sort of glass or in some sort of corporate arrangement? Yeah, you've busted me there. Uh, <laughs> you've busted, no, back, but back in, when you're younger, you're out there in the mixer, you're out there in the grass with everyone. So a day at the nursery with a bit of sunshine today on Derby Day is an electric day. And for everyone who's headed to the track, 100,000 people, have a bloody ripper. And it is a very, very big week in Melbourne. And for racing right across the country, there's some big races going on in Sydney as well. We need to pick the brains of Britt Taylor, part of the Network 10 racing team for the Melbourne Cup Carnival. You can check it out live and free on 10 and 10 play and tune in from 11.30am this morning. Britt, welcome. It's going to be a big few days for you. Boys, good morning. A massive week. It's uh, a real staying contest, and I'm not sure that I'm much of a stayer, so hopefully we'll start strong and finish strong. What's the? Well, how do you go about it, Britt? Because we, we talk about it, you know, footy and basketball, one week at a time, one game at a time. You've got four days, in, four race meets in seven days. How do you go doing the form and getting across it all? Do you take it one day at a time, or have you already looked ahead to Tuesday and Thursday? Uh, look a little bit ahead to Tuesday for the Cup, but it is a one day at a time. Derby Day's not so bad. You've got a nice bleed in, but it's the subsequent days when you're trying to go, you know, Tuesday, you've only got Wednesday to then get on top of the form for Thursday, Friday only for Saturday. So it gets pretty jam-packed towards the uh, end of the week, but this week's been okay. And some massive races on the card uh, today, Britt. I mean, everywhere you look, the Coolmore, then you've got the Victoria Derby, the Empire Rose. Where, what do you think is going to be the biggest battle on the track today? I think the Coolmore, the, the sprinting three-year-olds, there's form lines everywhere. That's the one that I'm most excited for. That's the, they call it the stallion-making race. Basically, you win this race as a colt and you're worth tens of millions of dollars at stud. So uh, it's high stakes for these horses. Not so much about what they'll win today, but what it'll do for their career at stud later on. Britt, what I love about this time of year, we follow the horses and there are obviously some great stories there, but there are other stories that emerge. I think one of them is going to be Damien Oliver and, and the fact that this is going to be the last time that we're going to see him at this time of year. How big of a story is that coming into today in the next few days? Yeah, it's enormous to think that he's ridden for over 30 years. I think his first Melbourne Cup carnival was 1989. Like, it's an extraordinary story of longevity for Ollie. He's ridden 129 Group 1s. He's the greatest of all time, I believe, um, in the sport of racing. And this is it, his final Melbourne Cup carnival. So it is going to be quite emotional, I think. There was vision only a few weeks ago when he um, won a race on his final Caulfield Cup day of his son just in tears, really emotional about everything, which, as you would be, you've watched the dad, everyone's watched Ollie for so, so long, and then it all wraps up. And I think the nicest thing is actually going to, this is a, his final Melbourne Cup Carnival, but his final ride will actually be in Perth, where it all started, because he was a kid from Perth who made his way over to Melbourne, and he's going to do the full circle and finish up on Gold Rush Day as part of their Pinnacles Carnival. So I think that's really special that Ollie's sort of never forgotten where he came from.
We are chatting to Britt Taylor, part of the Network 10 racing coverage for these four days through the Spring Carnival. So make sure you tune in. It will be a fairy tale. Imagine if Damien Oliver could win one more group one. Massive. Imagine mm. that. That would be what everyone is rooting for. Hey, Britt, when you do look through the race card today at Flemington, have you got one or two that stand out for you that you might be able to steer our listeners into? Yes, in the derby, I really like Apulia. It's such a mm. test to pick a winner in the derby because it's the first time these three-year-olds are out to 2,500 metres. And for half of them, they probably won't get the trip. They'll be starting to put up the white flag. Um, but I think Apulia has breeding on his side to get the trip and he's definitely had the mileage. He's raced the last two weeks. This is his third week in a row racing. Um, I really think that he can win the derby. And they say that you should back the horse of the first trainer you see on race day. And I walked into hair and makeup this morning and Catherine Coleman was sitting next to me. Oh, so I managed to squeeze a tip out of her and she said, chain of lightning uh, was their best news around $7. So Ooh, nice. uh, that would be me today. And Riff Rocket will be a big story. So 220 favourite, but softening at the moment. So a bit of support for the others. That'll be one to watch in the lead up to the derby, of course. Now, Britt, you are a superstar over there in Perth and I spent a bit of time over there. I've always wanted to know, are you a, a pocket in the last type operator because Pikey, <laughs> the wizard, has got me out of trouble lots of times over there at Belmont. Have we got the same strategy or are you a bit more uh, tactful and strategic than that? I tend to be a little bit more strategic, but I think that's where I'm going wrong. I just need to go back in blind and, because more often than not, you just keep saying it and you feel like an idiot when you're doing the broadcast. You're like, oh, just back Pikey in the last. But it, I don't know how it happens. He's such a hungry individual. So if he's had a bad day in particular. Often you go, the trend is your friend. You try and back the trainers or the jockeys in form. Pikey's a different story, I think. If he's had a bad day, he's getting angrier and hungrier, and by the last, he's making sure that he wins. So, uh, no, you know what? I think stick to that theory because it's clearly working for you. <laughs> Britt, you are an absolute star. You've got a big calendar coming up for the next few days, so thanks for finding a few minutes for us this morning. No, thank you very much. Looking forward to the big week ahead. Britt Taylor joining us from Network 10. You can check it out live and free on 10 and 10 Play. Tune in from 11.30 this morning, Jason. We're going to get your tips from Jig Racing later, Joey. And uh, he'd been an absolute superstar with his selections. Are you thinking Riff Rocket, the favourite? I think he's very short at I am. I'm I'm going to have a quaddy because it's one of those days where there's so many horses. You get so many tips. So you've got to be a bit smart. But I am going to put a few more in the quaddy than just Riff Rocket. I'm definitely going to put Apulia in now that Britt has been a big rap for that. And maybe one or two others. Sit back and let's see if the I don't know, 80,000. Well, this might be an early give me a spell, but I was at the Cox Plate on Saturday and I had 50 on a quaddy and it was the shortest quaddy of all time. <laughs> you lost. I guess how much I got? $13. <laughs> I put on 50 and I got 13 yep. back and won the quaddy. Oh, I'm, just, I'm doing something wrong, Joey. I need some help. Chances are you're about to lose. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Joey's fighting through. He's turned up. He's punching on at the moment after being a little bit under the weather. You're going okay so far, Joey? Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm good, Jack. Going well. Jay-Z, been a big week for you. Read a lot of different articles that you've written in the Herald Sun around the fixture and what it's all going to look like for next year. Well, you've really, at this time of the year, Jack, when you're looking for footy news... <laughs> you really got to stretch things out a little bit. I saw someone kicking a football in Croatia. I don't know if you want to write an article about that. There's a bit going on. Oh, gee whiz. You've got to dig and dig and dig and find. Anyway, we're, um, we're all about the fixture. Very exciting time. It'll be released November 16. And 
They are doing something different, it seems, next year, the AFL, because we've got the Northern States extravaganza. Now, have a think about this, people, because if you've got a better name for round zero, then either text or tweet in or tell the AFL, because they're on the lookout for a better name for this four-game Northern States extravaganza, which will kick the season off up there in New South Wales and Queensland, currently codenamed or a working title, round zero. This is how it'll play out. It'll be Brisbane versus Carlton, of course, repeat of the preliminary final, GWS hosting uh, Collingwood. GWS, I'm tipping, have a very strong year next year, Joey. So that, that should be a beauty. The reigning Premier's first game of the season. Sydney versus Melbourne. That'll be the Brody Grundy Cup, followed by the Damien Hardwick Cup as Gold Coast mm. take on Richmond. So that'll be across, we think, March 8, 9 or 8 to 10, round zero. Let me just say, so that was the weekend, the weekend off that us media commentators have before the footy start. That was the weekend off. The one weekend mm. of the uh, of You're that right. part we had off. Okay. But anyway, you'll be flying up. <laughs> you'll be getting on the Virgin plane, I love that Joey went straight to his own self-interest there. Too. <laughs> That's the last weekend, Jack. We call, what do we call that? The last weekend before... The le- We'd be calling it round zero. We'd be calling it now. <laughs> oh, I hope not. But uh, so that's not the first. So that is the first round. Then round one will follow that, and that'll be a traditional. That's full... a split, it's a split round. It's a split round yes, one. That's yes. all it is. What, what do you want to call? I heard the split. It's a split round one. Yeah. No, but it's not though because yes, it is. It's not four no. games oh. and five games. It's four games. In round zero, then nine games oh. in round one. Oh, excuse me. Joey, I'm not been, even across that. I've been banging on about this in the Herald Sun all <laughs> bloody week. I have been week, reading mate. your Herald Sun. So round so- one, nine games. This will be the traditional stuff, right? So you've got Carlton versus Richmond on the Thursday night. Collingwood versus Sydney on the Friday night. That's really interesting because Collingwood will unfurl the premiership flag. And guess who will be lining up in red and white for the Sydney side, Joey? Brody Grundy and Taylor Adams, yes, who missed the premiership, of course, after um, after the hamstring injury late year, because there'll be emotion, there'll be some feeling in that one. Don't laugh at me, Joey. So that's <laughs> on the Friday laughing. night. Now I think on the Saturday night it'd be Melbourne versus Western Bulldogs. Now, when I ask you who is the Bulldogs' biggest rival, Joey, who do you think it is? Uh, I think you want me to say Melbourne. <laughs> well, see, is it GWS? Oh, no, probably not. No, it's probably Melbourne. Yep. So that rivalry will continue on Saturday night. Be a big focus on the Demons. There's no doubt about that. I've got North Melbourne versus uh, GWS hosting North Melbourne. And uh, Brisbane will across, head across to Perth. But because Where of the, the Saints going to play round one? No, nah, still getting to the Saints. Okay. They've right. got Collingwood in round two, though, Thursday night, hosting at the MCG. Ooh, so nice. that'll be a huge game for Rossi Lyon um, and his men. Um, could be a nice little start for Gold Coast because of the pink concerts. March 12 and 13, it means that there could be no games at Marvel Stadium in round one, which means there'll be a heap at the MCG, and they're looking at other interstate venues, which means the Gold Coast Suns might start their season round uh, zero and round one up there at home, which not might be a little bit free, a little bit of a free kick for Damien Hardwick. So that is the fixture Rubik's Cube. Can you explain then, how does it work? I'm still trying to work this out. The yeah. teams that play in round zero... Good question. When do they have it? How does that work with a buy yes. and every other team getting another buy? So they will get a buy most likely around gather round, either before or after gather round. So for four teams, so there, there's got to be one round where there's going to be less games, like a like, or they could stagger them. Okay, so you could have eight games, eight games over three or four weeks. Correct. So they're still working that out, mm. but um, there will be a second in season buy for um, for a heap of clubs. Mm. So go, go back to the the round zero concept, if we're calling that for now. Do we like the idea of the season starting 
in the northern part of Australia and not starting as it always does with a you know Wednesday yeah. or Thursday game in front of 90,000 at the MCG? I think it's good because the Northern States clubs like GWS, who genuinely can't draw a crowd, like this is going to give them a chance to host the best part of 20,000 against Collingwood up there at Giants Stadium to help kickstart. The game needs a kick along in the Northern States, in particular for GWS and Gold Coast. So I think it's okay. All our eyeballs will be out there and uh, and watching it. So I'm okay with it. A full big blockbuster. Swear to games across round one, but I don't mind the round zero experiment because that's what those clubs are calling for. I get your point though, Jack. Like we're going to get that excited. Round one's coming or round zero is coming. The footy's about to start and then everyone in Melbourne is going to be like, oh, but we're watching every game on TV. There's no build-up in Melbourne. It is going to be a bit strange. It'll be different. Yeah. Oh, I, I, know it's a nat- I know it's a national competition, yeah. so we shouldn't just think through the, the prism of Melbourne and Victoria. I, I don't like it, to be mm. honest. Yep. Um, I, I'm just – maybe I'm an old traditionalist, Jay-Z. I just love the yep. thought of, you know, a Thursday game and a Friday game, big crowds at the MCG, and then we fan out after that. Yeah, Just to, personal opinion. Yeah, you have to wait a week. And that, that will be a big sentiment. There will be a lot of people who say that here in Melbourne, but the crew uh, up in the Northern States need a free kick. Hey, uh, keep an eye on Stuart Dew, the former Gold Coast Suns senior coach. After six years up north, he is being uh, targeted by the Sydney Swans to replace Don Pike on their assistant coaching panel, which will give Johnny Longmire a fair assistant coaching panel with uh, Jared McVay, Dean Cox, and potentially Stuart Dew. So keep an eye on that one, Jackie. And well done to Don Pike getting the CEO's job at the Eagles as well. It's a very, very good gig in footy, I reckon. Ruby Slicer from the Pies to join us up next, plus our way too early predictions for next year. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. It is our absolute pleasure to welcome in one of the stars of the Collingwood Footy Club. They've got a massive game coming up tomorrow against Richmond, but she's a star on a number of platforms. She's now podcasting when the tagged podcast is doing great business. Unfortunately, they won't be out there tomorrow for the Pies. Ruby Slicer joins us on Deadset Legends. Morning, Rubes. G'day, boys. How you going? Oh, most importantly, how are you going? Because it, well, that knee could have been a whole lot worse last week. How are you feeling? Yeah. Oh, you know what? There's... Some seasons are just like this, and um, I'm glad I got two games out on the park. It was obviously a pretty rough start to the year with my foot injury, and um, yeah, for the um, I think with a knee injury, it's a funny one. As soon as it's not the ACL, it's just like a weight off your shoulders, and everything else doesn't feel too bad. Um, so I'm aware that I'm in a much more fortunate position than a lot of other girls in the league that have, you know, done the ACL, and yeah, I'll be you know back out running by New Year's, which is good. I like the positive attitude, Ruby, but you've had bad luck. It's been a, a rough year. What have you done to get this bad luck? Have you kicked the black cat? Have you walked under a ladder? What? <laughs> Tell us that you've had a rough year. How have you handled it? Because I'm, I'm sure it'd be frustrating with all the injuries you've had this season. Yeah. Um, I'm actually not sure. I'm really going to have to review uh, my attitude to life at the moment. I'm not sure who, <laughs> what I've done or who I've done to what, but um, there's definitely something. Um, oh, look, I... On field, it, it wasn't my season. I'm, you know, I'm fortunate. I'm only 25 years old, and I've still got plenty of footy in front of me. Um, so for me, it's not that this is, you know, an injury or a season that I go, oh, like I haven't got too much longer left. Um, but I guess off field, like it, it's been a, it's been a terrible year on field for me. But off field, it's been an incredible year. Like I've been able to, you know, really put my head down, ass up into work, and and really enjoy that, and and figure out my passions off the field. So 
I think when I look at, I guess, what I've been able to achieve off-field this year, it kind of makes up for my lack of on-field. And to be honest, I'd trade it in a heartbeat to be out there with the girls. But if this is a card I'm dealt for this year, then you just got to make the most of it, I guess. And I feel that I've really been able to do that in my absence. Oh, it's a great attitude. Love the perspective, uh, Ruby. So what are you going to be like on the sidelines tomorrow? Because Collingwood at 10th, still in the mix for a finals berth, playing 12th place Richmond tomorrow at Victoria Park. So lots on the line, and it's quite a thrilling finish to the AFLW season. Yeah, well, I mean, my voice is husky on the best of days, so I don't reckon you'll be able to hear me by the end of the day tomorrow. (laughs) Um, There will be some sort of, yeah, I'm just going to be going nuts. But, yeah, look, we just want to stick to the process. Obviously, our results come down to, I mean, we need a few things to go right for us. We need a couple of teams to lose, particularly with Gold Coast getting the win last night. Um, and But we're just going to, I guess, stick to the way that we want to go about it. And we know that if we put our best foot forward, we give ourselves the best chance, you know. So we're just going to get out there as a team and make sure that we're doing everything that's in our power to put ourselves in the best position possible to make the eight. Um, and hoping things go go our way, but I guess my role, like my role all this season, and as a leader, is is just to get the girls up and about, and I guess be a source of energy for the girls. Um, so yeah, I'll just ensure that I'm in the rooms doing that, and that I'm the first one they hear when I'm on the sidelines during game. Yeah, very well done. A bright coaching future too, uh, Ruby. I think you've got. We're speaking to the Collingwood AFLW star, Ruby Schleicher. What about the game broadly? If I can ask you about it, how do you think the AFLW has going. Do you feel like it has taken a step forward this year? A lot of chat about the league broadly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you just have to look at the ladder and the amount of teams that are eligible for those last four top eight spots. Like, it's it's been incredible. It's been the tightest run home that I've been involved in. Obviously, we used to have... I mean, you, you just look at where we've come from, where the first year you had the two top sides playing a grand final with no final series. Um, and they were pretty much head and shoulders above the rest of the teams. Yeah. And there probably is still a bit of that difference between, I guess, your Melbournes, your Adelaides, um, and then the rest of the competition. So, But again, in finals, anything can happen. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they fare in, in that final series. But throughout the year, they definitely are still the outstanding sides. I think we've seen some really good football. I've loved seeing teams like St Kilda, who had a pretty rough start to the season really I guess storm home and and find some form with a lot of their new players and um yeah I've just been loving watching it and and I think the next step for us is just getting people to games you know we need we know we need to get people to games to get more games in the season so it was part of the AFL's deal with the AFLPA it might not get done this year I think our average for for people at games might be too low um, but there's certain triggers we need to hit to make sure we're playing more games in future seasons. And, um, we, you know, that's what's going to make the brand of footy the best game possible because in the off-season, we a lot of us don't have a reserve league that we get to go down and play. We sort of have, you know, seven, eight months of no games at all. So it's hard to develop with that. So we just want to, you know, do everything we can to get people to games, make sure it's a really good brand of footy that people are watching. And that's going to come from getting more games in, in the season. Now, Rubes, you are a multimedia megastar. You are doing some great work with Fox Sports. You've been there for a couple of years now. You've started to do a little bit of radio and some other things as well. Tell us about the Tagged podcast with one of our own, Sarah Hosking. Yeah, oh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, me and Sarah, I mean, most we sort of spent time together was 
on the footy field when we're tackling each other or at the end, end of season pickups, to be honest, when you run into each other at a bar. So, um, it's actually been nice to, um, I mean, we went down, they, the AFL reached out to us, said, do you want to do this? And we went and grabbed a coffee and we just get on like a house on fire. So we, it, it's a really good duo and um, it's been a lot of fun. So it's, it's everything from, we're talking footy, we're talking horror dating stories, any news that's going on in the, uh, in the, in the world and just give our views. So, um, um, it's a little bit of everything, and they're, they're short episodes. They're 30 minutes, so easy to just chuck on while you're driving and listen to us talk a bit of smack, which is what I'm good at, as you guys know. Mm. You are good indeed, Ruby. Hey, just quickly before we let you go, you mentioned about getting on the piss with Sarah. I've heard a whisper that you're invited to the NBL to sit courtside on Monday night. <laughs> Prime tickets that everybody is desperate to get. And you've had to say... Can I just put that on hold because I might be on the piss on Monday at our Mad Monday if the girls don't play finals. Is that true? Joey, you're going to get me in trouble here, all right? <laughs> it's, uh, it sounds like a lot of fun. Hopefully we are recovering and training that week, preparing for a big final. That's all I'll say. Very good, very good. If not, you'll be, if not, you'll be at the Richmond Club Hotel, I'm guessing, uh, on a Monday night. Rubes, thanks so much for joining us. Tagged is going gangbusters at the moment. You and Sarah, great to listen to, and thanks for joining us this morning. Thanks, boys. Oh, just imagine if Collingwood lose. It won't be good for Collingwood supporters, but it'll be good for hospitality in the uh, the Melbourne CBD of Ruby and the Pies go down on Sunday. They take on Richmond, last round of the AFLW season. We're going to jump into our way, way, way too early predictions for 2024. We're going to give you the riser, the slider, the Brownlow medalist, the Coleman medalist and the premiership winner. But first, Joey, you want to put some rules around this one? Yes, this is not to go on social media. This is not to be taken to the bank. If Jasper, our man, is listening, Jasper, don't put this on Instagram or Twitter for people to comment and have a go at us. This is just chewing the fat amongst three friends, having a bit of a spitball about next year's AFL season. Um, I'm right Riser, the riser for me. Okay, the riser, I think, is Fremantle. Uh, I know there was a lot of uh, negativity towards Fremantle last year. I think it was underrated that they were the second youngest team in the competition last season. I know the expectations were high because of finals the previous year. They've had a down year. They have got the youngest forward line in the competition. When you think about Jackson, Amos, and Tracy, 20, 21, 22 years of age, I think they're going to spike. They've got young mom. Fredericks a beauty as well. I think Fremantle will play finals next year. They are my riser. And in case you were unsure, Joey actually works for Fremantle and he's a key in their recruiting department. So <laughs> oh, I think it's going to be a big story around the coaching front around Luke Beveridge and Justin Longmuir, who I really rate. But the Dockers uh, have to develop some gears because a couple of years ago, they were a very good defensive side and they tried to implement some extra scoring stuff. Didn't work in their scoring. They conceded three extra goals a game this year. So there needs to be a balance to that uh, to their game plan next year, and there'll be a big focus on Justin Longmuir. My riser, I'm going with Dimmer's Gold Coast Suns. So uh, we've said this a lot before, Gold Coast can make their um, finals for the first time. I think there will be a pop and a, and a lift with a new coach, a new game plan. We talked earlier, they might be handed a couple of home games early. We underrate the talent. Raul Anderson's an absolute superstar. Miller back in fit. We know what King can produce. I think the Gold Coast Suns will make the finals next year. 
that was mine as well, Jay-Z. So I'm with you on the Suns. I think they're the big riser. I'll jump straight into the slider then to set us up. I think the Saints. And I don't say that with any great joy. I think Ross did a brilliant job with what he had available this year. I just think there might be some teams from outside of the eight who might jump ahead of them. That's all. Nothing against the Saints. No, Jack, that's a reality. There will be change to the top eight. So it sounds like we're going to pop teams, but the, the reality is there will be at least two teams, maybe more, that won't make finals that did this year. That's just yep. a fact and a given. So for me... I think it might be Port Adelaide. Ooh. I know that everyone's banged Ooh. on about they got Raddy Galea and they got Zerk Thatcher and they got it. Who's the Ruckman they got? Um, uh, Soldo. Avant Soldo. Like, uh, they, they had a good run. They won 13 straight. They won a lot of close games. Uh, maybe I'm, it's going to backfire because I didn't learn my lesson from the previous year when I thought Collingwood weren't going to go as well this mm-hmm. year because they mm-hmm. won a lot of close games and and those sorts of things. But I think Port Adelaide might be the slider, Jason. Yeah, I don't mind that call, uh, Joey. I'm with you, though, on the Saints. I think they could be a uh, could have a consolidation this year. I like broadly what they're doing, but Roscoe and his crew shot the lights out, made the eight, finished sixth, but then was shown up a little bit in the final by GWS Giants. So they snuck in by two points. Probably didn't get the top-end talent, so I really feel like it could be a consolidation year for the Saints. So they will be my slider. What do you think about Collingwood, Joey? They, what do you, what, how do you feel about their sort of Well, they're going to be around the mark prospects. again, but yeah. I don't think that they're, I don't think they're going to be clear premiership favourites. I think that it's so competitive. They're a bit of an ageing group. So not quite sure. I think, for me, the premiership favourite right now, if I was to have a little way, way too early prediction, yep. Yep. Jack, I'm probably going to be on the Giants bandwagon next year. I think the GWS Giants have got every everything ticked. They tick all the boxes. I can see Giants or Melbourne winning the premiership next year. Jay, if you had to give an early premiership can, uh, winner right now, yeah. who is it and why? I've, I've got Carlton. I've yeah. got Ooh, Carlton yeah, 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 as yeah. winning the flag. They lack absolutely nothing. I like the pickup of uh, Elijah Hollands. I thought in the second half of the year, they were just about the form team in the competition. They've got the bookends. If it can work out with Mackay and Kerno, and now they've got Fantasia, which I love as a pickup to add that speed, gets his body right, ready to go. I feel like it could be a huge year for the Blues, and wouldn't it be magnificent? I see no reason that Collingwood and Brisbane can't play off again next year, to be honest. So I've got either of those two as my premiership contender. In a word. (laughs) Boring. (laughs) I thought that was you falling asleep, to be honest. You haven't had a lot of sleep, let's be honest. Uh, In a word. You know you're safe there with that one on the the, the social channels. Uh, Quick Brownlow Coleman. Hey, Jay, you're going to love this. Clayton Oliver to win the Brownlow Ooh. medal. There's one for you. And Charlie Curnow, Oregon's a moral to win the, the uh, Coleman next year. Charlie Curnow again. Did see Clary at the Cox Plate Taylor. So they enjoyed himself, very well behaved. Lots of photos with fans. Did the Careful. right thing there. <laughs> no, it's all good. He had a good time. Um, my uh, Brownlow medal, I'm going to go wide. Right, I picked Ollie Wines a couple of years ago at 80 to 1. No, Shots about it. You've told us 100 times. <laughs> what, about, what about Shea Bolton? At 80s for Richmond, he is electrified. I'm not going. I'm not going to say Marcus Bontebelli or Nick Dacos. Oh, Jack Bull. Bolton at 80 to 1, I think. Go on, Jack. Who do you think is going to win it? Don't Dacos? you turn on me in the last <laughs> show. Oh, I'm not going to say Bontebelli, but I'm going to go close. Christian Petrakis. Oh. <laughs> I think he wins the Brownlow. But I do have a little, little different one for the Coleman. I think, why not? He had such a good year this year. He could easily go one better. I think Toby Green could win yeah, the Coleman yeah, medal like next it, year. Like it. Like it. Well, yes. there you go. Is that okay? Yep, yeah, that's, that's good. good. Just well, no one hold us to it. That's yeah. all. <laughs> Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Rusty, thanks for being with us. Uh, you spoke to Davey Reynolds on the pod after his win on the Gold Coast. Um, Ford are looking more competitive this year. 
they are Joey Joe Jack. Good morning. So um, two wins for Ford on the streets of Service Paradise. A very funny, very memorable podium celebration for. David Reynolds, his first win in five years. There were pot plants going off the podium and fire extinguishers being used and all sorts, as only Davey can do. Very, um, We need more of that stuff, don't we, that style of fun and entertainment. So uh, what he was basically saying is that it's certainly taken a step forward. Um, clearly, it was, it was entertaining, that battle between um, he and Brody Kostecki. Brody was coming at him at the end, and, and Davey you know, held on um, just... Um, but he feels on the main straights and things like that that the engine in the Camaro still has an advantage. So obviously the sport's working on that um, during the off-season, but, but clearly it looked better on, on the streets of Service Paradise, and that I think will continue into, uh, into Adelaide in a few weeks' time. Rusty, I've been wanting to ask you this all week. <laughs> now, after the, Mex- the Sergio Perez crash in Mexico in front of his home fans, the opening lap sort of flipped up and bobbled out, absolutely shattering for the Mexican. But... Could this be good news for our man Dan Ricardo? He drives an Alfa Tauri, but has been heavily linked with Perez's spot in the Red Bull. Do you think Ricardo could take Perez's spot? This is the rumour that just will not go away. So the, the short answer is, um, with Sergio under pressure, and that's been, as you as you know, you love the game, that's been happening for a few months now. Um, Red Bull want that one-two in the championship. He went for the hero move in Mexico, and it was it was just too ambitious. I mean, I you admire him for having a crack, but he wasn't far enough uh, up on the outside to to command the corner or to take the corner, um, and made contact with Charles Leclerc, as you rightly say. So he's got to deliver over these next few races. Dan's been heavily linked to it, and I, I think in those moments, Dan probably makes better calls. So mm-hmm. that that's probably tick one from me. Um, this week also, and it, it annoyed Aston Martin, um, uh, Fernando Alonso has been linked to that seat as well. And he was pretty quick to try and cool. shut that down, no comment and so on. So the, the rumours around what's going to happen here, uh, sadly, because of what happened to Sergio, I think have accelerated. So we'll, we'll you know keep an eye on that story. Just, just quickly on F1 there in Brazil this weekend, Max Verstappen's grabbed pole. It looked like a kind of mini tornado came through there at the end of, of quality heavy rain. And that affected Oscar Piastri. He could have had another lap, but he's ended up uh, 10th. And Dan has ended up 17th. Rusty, thanks for joining us as always. Love chatting to you. Good on you guys. Cheers. Thank you. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. It is going to be a really big story and one to watch whether Ricardo will get uh, Perez's spot. As Rusty says, there is an enormous pressure on the Mexican and it would be great to see Ricardo back in that uh, number two seat at Red Bull. So Verstappen's won the championship. He's light years ahead. Record, um, you know, championship win this mm. year. But the Ricardo story is bubbling away. And I think the other big story from the first hour here, boys, is that Joey got through he the survived, first hour. He? He's done well. An hour to go, Joey. Still got one to go. Have you got <laughs> it in you? I've got a bit left in me. <laughs> Coming up next hour, Pete Hooley will talk basketball. Limo will join us with his top five of the year, and we've got our Dead Set Legends of the Year. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Boys, last show of the year, what are you going to do next Saturday? Well, I've got a golf trip coming up with a few oh, yes. mates. <laughs> a, bit of, a bit of a little 40th uh, getaway. There's six of us going to Adelaide 
to play some golf. And then I'm bunkering down, Jack. I've got the baby number three coming, so I'll be batting down the hatches and just locked in. How about Joey then saying, I've just got a little golf trip <laughs> to Adelaide for three yes, days. We're just playing golf for nothing else, With Jay. Five, My wife might be listening. Of all the words you could use in that sentence, little's not the one. Do you know what I find funny too? I'm watching a bloke doing a Zoom for racing.com and he's positioned himself nicely in front of the bookcase. I think there's something in that. The way people position themselves for their Zoom meetings, you find the nicest art in your house or the nicest bookcase. I can imagine you doing it and you'd have your um, best on ground in the dad's footy game trophy behind you. you. I often have my five-year-old swinging from the roof is what I I have. Hey, last one, pick one for the year, Joey. Pick one. You had your 40th last night. It went off. I heard who of your mates was best on ground, particularly your former St Kilda teammates. Who really lit it up? Pick one. Who got the three votes from the 40th Uh, last night? Jimmy Gwilt. Jimmy Gwilt at a blast of hey. past. He was in great form. All my schoolmates loved hanging out with Jimmy. And Lukey Ball, who's normally a bit of a straighty 180. Ball, he came to the SP. So, well done to Ball. He kicked on. He had a good wow. one. I had him 100 to 1 in the market. <laughs> Jimmy Gwilt, the Noble, Pro, uh, Noble Park product. Well done to you. The NBA season is away. The NBL season six rounds in. But as far as the NBA is concerned, it started, but there's a whole bunch of new things and there is a lot of confusion. Pete Hooley is one of the best basketball minds in the country and one of our great mates on Triple M's Dead Set Legend. Hulls, good morning. Um, what's going on in the NBA? Everyone seems very confused right now. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's, um, if you turn on the TV and see some abstract-looking courts, it's the, the start of the inaugural in-season tournament, which uh, I'm all for, to be honest. I'm starting to embrace the chaos and uh, it's yeah, it's an interesting thing, just a, a new wrinkle to add. And I think it's something that's long overdue. 82 games is is a long season. A lot of teams play multiple back to backs. I think there's a team, uh, I can't remember who it was, but they play uh, four back to backs in eight days. So there's not much rest there, and just something to kind of juice it up a little. Uh, I think that what's going to come is a, a different end prize. I don't know if you can just make something and add more money to an NBA player's salary to entice them to really catch on. So I think this is just the start of something. But, look, I'm, I'm embracing it. I enjoy it so far. Hey, Pete, the biggest story in basketball at the moment, if it's not James Harden and he's moved to the Clippers, it is a guy called Victor Wembayana, the number one pick at the Spurs. I think he played his third game yesterday. Extraordinary. He, what is he, Seven foot four. 38 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks. Still it, 19 years of age. It, it, mm. And to watch this bloke play, like it's almost impossible to get a shot over him. What do you make of his start to the season? Yesterday, I mean, it does look like he could become, and I don't say this lightly, one of the greatest players of all time. It, it's crazy to even have that statement for a guy who's just a couple of games into his career, but uh, I think Kevin Durant said it best after that game yesterday that he's going to create his own lane unlike anybody we've ever seen. And the thing that's impressing most, I think I'm, I'm not so much surprised that he's dominating early. It's just the way that he's taking over in the clutch. Uh, I didn't expect that from a rookie, uh, especially with so much hype around him. And it's funny because a lot of people kind of wrote him off after his first summer league game, saying that he wasn't going to be able to produce at the NBA level. But when the game's on the line, he just finds a way to impact, whether it's blocks, whether it's contesting shots or, or knocking down threes. It's a, uh, it's unbelievable to see that he steps up so big in the fourth quarter early on. And, yeah, this, it's uh, it's freakish. It's, it's alienish. I'm, I'm not sure we'll ever see anything like it again. Uh, and I could only imagine I had the luxury of actually meeting him in Summer League, which was awesome. He's a really nice bloke because there was a couple, obviously, Matt Nielsen, Adam Ford, Fleur McIntyre, 
uh, all Australians who were coaching the Spurs and they spoke really highly of him and just he's so down to earth and yeah when you see him up close he, he actually doesn't look like he belongs here he does look like an alien he looks like <laughs> something out of Space Jam or one of those sorts of things like he, he is a freak if you haven't seen him you could put Joey on top of me and we still wouldn't be tall enough combined <laughs> to be taller than him and while he's dominating at 19 LeBron James is still dominating it. at 38 years of age he is killing it hey Pete closer to home the NBL it's been flying a lot of young talent talk about NBA draft process Prospects. There are plenty in the NBL, and our Melbourne United—they look like the team to beat. They are absolutely humming. Yeah, they're flying eight and one right now, and I think Monday night's the first time they're going to have their entire roster they put together in the offseason on the floor, including Proof's preseason games. So, uh, really scary to see how good they already are, and they're still yet to be at full strength. And I'm still anticipating some growing pains once they get everybody there, trying to figure out rotations, but. You just fast forward to the end of the season and if everyone's healthy or even if they've got a couple of injuries, just the depth they have and over a three-game semi-final series or a five-game championship series, some some teams are going to have to be unbelievable to try and beat this team three times. And Hulls, just quickly, the Phoenix, they're rolling now as well. They've really got themselves together. They have. And again, I think it's uh, the look of the last couple of years with the Phoenix, the thing besides defense, which has held them back, is just everybody being healthy on the floor long enough to to figure out who's their main guys, who are their role players. They've had guys come in and out, and right now they have that. And I've been preaching that for the last week that it's so important they stay healthy. So knowing that something's going to happen this weekend, I'm going to get a phone call from Mike Kelly saying, shut up, Pete. Um, Just try and keep it the way it is. But they are flying, and you don't want to forecast too far ahead. But if they continue to do what they're doing and try and continue to get some wins together, you just imagine any sort of postseason throwdown series. It's going to be heated. It's going to be unbelievable basketball to watch. And uh, I hope some way, somehow, we end up seeing that again. We can see your work all weekend on ESPN, on Channel 10, of course, on Sundays and across the week on the various NBL mediums. Hulls, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Charles. It is our last show for the year that we spoke about. So we thought it was only fair that we link up back with Limo because he set the show alight this year. His top five has been must-listen radio. And, well, he's doing some beautiful things on breakfast at the moment. Yep. Limo, good morning. Uh, good morning, team. Is this show still going? I thought it finished a month ago. <laughs> Limo, you just got too big for our little Saturday morning show. You moved on to bigger and better things. You dumped us pretty quickly. <laughs> no, I thought it had finished. I would have been coming in, guys. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, Jack, Joey, Jay-Z and Leroy there. It's been a big year, so I thought I'd bring out the big guns for the final top five. Here it is. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's Limo's Top 5. Top 5 Limo's Top 5s. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've had some pretty good Top 5s across the years. So <laughs> it only fair that we rank them. <laughs> so you're ranking I mean, your own Top 5s uh, for the year. Hey, Joey, if I can't give myself a pat on the back, who can? Nah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Coming in at number five. Reasons the Poms can get stuffed. Mm. (laughs) Oh, I have such fond memories of this top five. Of course, it was during the Ashes. Uh, Remember, they were all carrying on like pork chops and the bloody MCC were booing our players. But the big one was Johnny Bairstow run out by Alex Carey. And remember when we dug up this little gem from a few years previous from Johnny Bairstow. 
Johnny, what a fantastic uh, stomping, really opportunistic piece of work from you. Uh, it was just one of those. Um, I think that obviously I saw him lift his foot and I took the bails. All keepers do it. Batsmen probably don't like it, do they? I don't know. It's it's uh, it's just one of those those things. It's um, within the rules of the game, and and that's how it is. It's, it's happened at the highest level, and I'm sure it's happened at the lowest as well. <laughs> What a dead set flog. And how much joy is it bringing us to see the Toms at the in bottom yes. of the Cricket World Cup ladder? <laughs> yeah, we play them. Well, oh, it's so good. Uh, coming in at number four. Top AFL news stories, according to Limo. Uh, now, this was a great top five. I don't know if you can remember it, guys. I often think about this one. Uh, but <laughs> one of the stories was Dane Zorko copping a squirrel grip yes. from Tuke Miller. Uh, and we played the audio of when he was interviewed immediately after the game. I tell you what, my groin, my groin region's quite bruised at the moment, so yeah, it's funny how that's done. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Lemo, do you know the story with, with Dane Zorko? We had him on the Sunday round. Jay-Z, come with me on this. Jay-Z oh. asked him his nickname. Do you know Dane Zorko's nickname? <laughs> no, I don't. So can I, can I bring this up? This? He go, his nickname's Tinker, right? So we thought it was Tinkerbell. So Jay-Z asked him why his nickname is Tinker. Jay-Z, can yeah. you please take over and tell us why Dane Zorko said his nickname is Tinker? <laughs> this is awkward even bringing this back up, Joey. It's because his sister um, said that. Had a lisp. He, he, yeah, and, and she was little. And he, he stinks. He stinks. He used, to, he used to poo his pants and she said, oh, that's tinky. Yes. That's tinky. <laughs> <laughs> and so and that's boys, tinker, you're a tinker. <laughs> and that's why. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was up there as one of the most awkward radio interviews of all time. That's why he's known as Tinker, because his little sister said, oh, that's Tinky. <laughs> and see what, you don't want a nickname that's built around you shitting yourself. <laughs> you really don't. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> Good, one. Good work, team. All right, coming in at number three. Pitch Invaders. Uh, remember we had a... Uh, Pitch Invader this year, and BT gave it one of the great calls of all time. We've got a streaker. And have a look at some of the running styles on these security guys. Look at old stiff arm over there and stiff neck. He's running with straight legs. Here he comes. Oh, boy. There's 15 men dressed in black out there. And he's going to beat them all to the other side of the ground. This one's done his hamstring. The men in black. He has. He's got a hammy. And, boy, they look stiff as boards. <laughs> he's the best. That was one of BT's great moments of the year, that one. Uh, coming in at number two. Strange diets. Uh, and you might recall this came up because Matt Rao uh, eats grass yeah. out on the ground. Mm. I, don't know if he's, I don't know if he's still doing it, but we asked him about it and he said this. <laughs> <laughs> Good. (laughs) (laughs) Number one on the list of Lemo's top fives from across the year is this top five. Commonwealth Games moments. And I chose it just to give Jay-Z a moment in the sun. Karen McCann coming into the MCG for the 2006 Commonwealth Games Commonwealth Games gold medal. Yes. Not only was that the top Commonwealth Games moment, I think, Joey, if we cast our minds back, Jay-Z said that was the greatest moment in the history of the MCG 
across all sports. Yeah, he did. He put that in his top five greatest MCG moments. No shame on Hattrick. No shame on Wicked 700. No. Uh, Leo Barry, you start yes. by Karen McCann entering the arena in the 2006 Commonwealth Games. Was Jay-Z's greatest ever MCG moment. Give me a spell, Jay-Z. Now, Warney was in there. There were some great moments, but I, I think you were underestimating the electric atmosphere, which in Valor to the home of football Dan that. Andrews was a big rap for it. She came in. Yeah, Dan Andrews heard JC's break and cancelled the Commonwealth Games. Oh, good. Uh, a team, it's been an absolute pleasure this year. You're a bunch of dead set legends. And uh, sorry, I can't be with you for the last show, but I'm in Perth and it's 37. <laughs> Uh, well done, Lee. Well done, mate. Thank you for uh, entertaining us and keeping us chuckling along amidst all our boring footy chat throughout the year. Great, man. Thank you so much, Lemo. Good on your team. Joey, Jay, Kath, Lemo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Joey, Jay, Kath, Lemo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Now, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure to jump on with you for the last three weeks and see out the year because the two of you, along with Kath and also Limo, you've been in stunning form all year long. It's been a lot of laughs. It's a great way to start your Saturday, this show. Well, it's been great fun. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> he Jay-Z. paused. No, he paused. It's been great fun. It's been a good year. Really enjoyed it. Yes. Plenty to talk about. Talking a lot of rubbish, but it's been good. And and to the listeners who have stuck with us for the best part of six years, Joey, when you and I started, we didn't have much idea what we were doing then. So uh, we've grown, we've developed, we've evolved, and I certainly have enjoyed talking footy with you, mate, over the journey because you have become Fox Footy's number one analyst. Mm. But fair to say on a Saturday morning, um, Jack, you know, it, we have some Yes, we have some downs. We do have a lot of fun. And as I understand it, uh, we've got is – it, is it a best well, of package? Or I reckon a DC's of... had to dig pretty hard to find some of the best of. That's all right. Best we'll of worst of, I think. <laughs> Let's hope we've got some funny moments and some great calls in our wonderful year on Dead Set Legends. This year, we welcomed a new member to Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Please, yeah. round of applause for Lima. Though we didn't always get his name right. Leo. <laughs> I call you Leo then. You did call me Leo. Lemo. That's okay. So how did Lemo get the gig? I'm an annoying, faceless man. <laughs> really? I said I'm cheap and available. <laughs> now when it comes to planning the show, we're happy to do it any place, anytime. Now were you sitting on the talk when you answered the phone to me? No, I wasn't uh, sitting on the talk. I was. Having a bath. Um, <laughs> you are having a bath. Been a, long, been a long time since I've had a bath. I'm always in a hurry. And not only that, Joey, I lit a candle. Did you I read did. a book or did you read a novel as well and uh, put a towel in the back of your head? Good idea, actually. No, I think it was sandalwood and peppermint or something like that. I had a nice old bath. If you're a bloke out there, you have a bath every now and then. Don't be afraid to admit do, it. Do you? I haven't had a bath <laughs> since I was 11. <laughs> and while we're in the bathroom... Do you know what I've discovered over the for the, for the first time in 35 years? Mm-hmm. Conditioner. How often do you use conditioner? I've never used conditioner. Even me never. Either. Yes, because my hair goes frizzy. I get afro, <laughs> so I stay away from shampoo and conditioner. Are you a conditioner man? No, I used to be. I used to be a perk two in one guy many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, you need conditioner for, by the way. Well, Jay-Z. it's starting to go a bit thin. I know. What, what, how, no, what do I need to do? Trust here? me, so conditioner's not going to stay up, mate. <laughs> anyway. Now, Jay, or as he likes to call himself, Sugar Jay Clark, always has the big questions. <laughs> Does anyone go to the movies anymore? Does size matter? What your favourite soup is? I'm a Minestrone man. And food chat didn't stop there. I'm a chop top guy. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> good. What about you? Um, popcorn. You can, you can keep tofu. Oh, yeah. You might be a tofu. People don't rave the... about tofu. I've don't never heard someone say Don't upset the vegetarians. We have a big vegetarian <laughs> audience. Listen to this. Uh, if you put cardboard in water, I imagine <laughs> it tastes something like tofu. Now, sometimes when we're not talking about food, we discuss sport. Tour de France coming up. Have you seen the doco on Netflix? I was going to start, I was going to start watching it the other night. I will watch the doc. Have you seen it? I'm not a bike guy, but oh, I've heard I it's have. excellent. Yeah. Sorry, delayed reaction there. Are you with it's us? Great. Or not? <laughs> Joining us. Sorry. I was so the just, the documentary. I was just on Crick Buzz after reading out the wheels. Sorry. Um, let's You're go. You're fat shaming me. You're tuning out. <laughs> and we showed this year we can relate to the big events. I remember even playing local cricket. I would be nervous. Did you get nervous walking out to the MCG and just compare Stadium? your local cricket to the. He just compared <laughs> yeah. coming into bowl yes. and local cricket to yes. the first ball of the Ashes. Similar. Oh, yeah. Jay. Hang, hang on a second. I'm not even going to try and compare walking out at Marvel to walking out the first ball of Ashes. <laughs> who, who were you playing for, Jay Z? <laughs> Alexander Thompson, GCA Division 2. Um, oh, I must have been good at the other end that was coming in the bat. Oh, boy. <laughs> I didn't realise it was Div too. Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Also this year, we made some discoveries. You two are so weird. Apart from that. Have you noticed that um, Kat here folds her paper like so meticulously? (laughs) Is origami a secret skill? (laughs) No. Are you you an origami type? No. (laughs) I think you are. You know know you're doing a boring break when Kath builds a swan (laughs) out of a lunch Then there's Jay's favourite season. Autumn, the most underrated season of the year. Best season. You are so up and about. Are you? Now you're ranking the seasons. <laughs> Kat's favourite movie. Yeah, it's good. It's just over the top. Lots of costume changes. Pink, pink, pink. Um, you just kind of can't help yeah. yourself. It's you're not, keep watching. You know? You're not really selling it. <laughs> yes, right. And we learnt what Joey was like as a teenager. I was a bit of a hornbag as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I had like the Jennifer... Like through the 90s, I had like Jennifer Love Hewitt from Party oh, of Five. Yes. Carmen Electra. But the biggest discovery of all this year... Was Tom Brown's Tay-Tay obsession. Taylor Swift has a fleet of jets. She's a devotee of very good jets and quite complicated ones. Like she's got the Falcon 900, which is a three-engine French jet. And she's got the personalised tailplate N89TS. TS obviously representing Taylor Swift. And she's had. how do you know this? I've always followed her jets. She's got magnificent jets. The, the Tom, unique thing Tom about Brown. the Falcon 900 has got three engines as opposed to two. It's got one on the top and then two on the side. And it's a beautiful plane. It's a French plane. I've always liked them. At home, Tom Brown has posters of Taylor Swift's jets on his wall. <laughs> not Taylor And that's been it on another big year on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Are we still on air? Yes. <laughs> Leroy, can we go to a song, please? Oh, yes, the best and some of the worst of Dead Set Legends. Now, we do have to say a massive thank you to Dave Collins, DC, who does yes, all our audio every week. He is an absolute superstar. But i tell you what was the greatest discovery for me of the year. The Tom Joey. Brown likes Taylor Swift's jets? No, that He's wasn't just weird. It. It, 
yeah. It, it, it was that uh, Kath used to play Grand Theft Auto oh, yeah. as, oh, as a teen. So you being a hornbag was the silver medal <laughs> at Discovery, um, which is probably a bit unsurprising. But the fact that you said it was great. And um, and Kath, a Grand Theft Auto superstar, um, that was interesting too. So there and you I didn't realise how funny you were, Jay Clark, so that was quite entertaining. Well <laughs> I, I didn't actually realise too until you hear that. You're a very inquisitive person, Jay, aren't you? Like You pose a lot of questions out there into the universe. Well, sometimes we talk about sport and sometimes we talk about the price of fruit, you know? So we like to mix it up here on Dead Set Legends, get a nice balance of stuff. But you did say at the start of the year, Joey, I think back in February, that Errol Goulden would become a top 10 player in the competition. And did you not absolutely nail that prediction, my friend? I thought that was getting played, and I said Carlton to be top four. They were my, they were my uh, pre-season well predictions, but they didn't get played. But they, anyway, I got plenty wrong as well, so we left Don't worry, out. they were in the WhatsApp group during the week. <laughs> the Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. All right, I'll kick it off uh, this week, boys. So last Saturday, I went along to the Cox Plate. It was a great day. Really enjoyed it. Now, I could give me a spell to my quaddy strategy, which is a $50 bet, which returned $13, even though I picked the four winners. So I, I need a new quaddy strategy. It didn't quite work for me. <laughs> That's part A. But part B, did you notice um, in the Cox Plate, Joey, that I thought Mr. I was on uh, the Warrior on the mm-hmm. outside, yes. but I thought Mr. Brightside on the inside Got it across the line. It went to a photo, and a romantic warrior was given the Cox Plate. What an incredible race it was. But what about the person who was in control of the uh, poppers or the streamers as a Mr. Brightside went over the line, looked like it won, and they went bang with the Brightside colours. So I was out there in the crowd covered in the black and white colours of Mr. Brightside. I'm cursing because I thought my um, I was on the warrior. But um, they went early because it was, in fact, the warrior. So they went with the wrong streamers. Give me a spell. Now, when you're in charge, it's your one job for the year, isn't it? To uh, get the right uh, popper colour, streamer <laughs> <Yeah>. colour, and <laughs> to call them. Well, <laughs> they went early. They went off early. They were the first to go off early. <laughs> and, you know, we can understand. Um, so that that's my give me a spell. Next time, if you're going to call the Cox Plate winner with the popper colours, you've got to get it right. Hey, Jack, we did very good, Jay-Z. Uh, okay. We didn't talk about the cricket today, the World Cup. Are we giving Glenn Maxwell a give me a spell? The golf Maybe. cart? Just a little like, one. Seriously. <laughs> what? What can we? Can you, do you know what the, happened? You're in the middle of a World Cup. Yeah. This is not like you're just playing local cricket. Was he mucking around? He's being silly. Right. Concussion. Falling off a golf cart. <laughs> what happened? Come there? on, Maxie. Yeah. Give me a spell. However, have you got any insight into that, Jack? At all? Like what? Oh, the only thing I sort of took out of that, Joey, is I think they were playing like 36 holes for the day. So like they'd played back to back rounds or something <laughs> like that. He might have fallen off because he was just knackered oh, at the end of the day. Anyway, give me a spell. Come on, Max. However, Joey, as someone who has been on a footy trip before, you went to New Zealand with the yeah, same Yeah, hang on. Voice. A footy trip? Absolutely. <laughs> They're in the middle of a cricket World Cup. After the World Cup, when they win it, I'm happy for Maxie to go and do whatever he wants. Yeah. Let's just win the World Cup. Considering first. you can see, you've seen Stephen Baker essentially faint on the spot and pick up all sorts of random people <laughs> that they true. find in the Thai uh, beach villages and bring him back to your party. Uh, you've seen a few funky things That happen. is true. That is true. Hey, let's finish on a positive note for the last show of Dead Set Legends for the year. The Dead Set Legend. Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. 4 and 20. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. Mate, you are a legend. Probably my easiest Dead Set Legend of the Week. And yep. probably I'm going to call it Dead Set Legend of the Year. Go Sometimes on. I come in, Jay-Z, and I'm like, who's, what do we got? We've got yeah, someone that's... Yeah. Erin Phillips announcing her retirement during the week. Erin mm. Phillips, I think, is going to go down. Jack, I know you'll come with me on this. As probably, yep. I think, in our top handful of greatest ever female athletes. Not only was she an Olympian basketballer, she won two WNBA championships. 
She then came to Australia to win three AFL premierships with Adelaide, two-time league best and fairest. I think one of the best dual sport athletes we've ever seen. She finally retires at the age, I think, of about 37, 38 years of age. Freak athlete. Finishes as a dead set legend of the year for our show. Well done. You got a hit here, Ash Barty, Joey, or yeah, uh, as it, yes, I do. Well, yes. yeah, okay. we've had a lot of we've had a lot of great like sports women that have won yeah. things, but as a dual code athlete in regards to being able to compete in different sports, WNBA yep. title, and then yep. coming and be the best AFL footballer That's we've ever seen in the female game, I think it's pretty handy. Good one. Well, that's going to see us out for the year, gang. Uh, you two have been absolutely superb. Great year by both of you. Well done to Kath and well done to Lima as well. This show has been brilliant all year long. It's been a pleasure to be a part of it the last couple of uh, weeks. Thank for you for filling in, Jack. Yes. And thank you to Rudy, our producer. Well done, it's been awesome this year. Thank you to Leroy well as done, always. Leroy. Bring in the air. Thank you very much. And thank you to Jay-Z. On you, Joey. Love working with you. Thank you. Been a blast. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Sportsbet. Make it look easy with Sportsbet. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au.